Welcome to today's reading uh, from Faith to Faith Bible Curriculum College. Thank you for coming on. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your great love. Thank you for your concern for us human beings. Thank you for giving us an atmosphere of love that we can thrive. Thank you for all the great things that you have continued to do and continue to maintain and continue to show us that you guide us, just like it says in Psalms 32, verse 8. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. We thank you, Lord God, and we are claiming that verse, that you're watching over us, Lord, that you're taking the best pathway of our lives, Lord, and guiding us. You're here with us. We thank you for today's study, Lord God, and increase our awareness in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Step Across the Fate Line, an article by Kenny Copeland. In Romans chapter 4, 19 and 20, it says, And being not weak in faith, Abraham considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, who was ninety. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Strong in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. Uh, our faith is our worship, our praise and thanksgiving, glorifying God that what he said, like that scripture that I read earlier on Psalms 132, verse 8, giving God, God to glory of his words and reminding him of his promise. This promise right here. The Lord says, he says, so we should say, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Ooh, man, what an incredible promises. So how do we be make that come alive? Well, we have to sing it. We have to pray it. We have to confirm it. And we have to say it and rejoice in it and be glad in those words and establish those words in the atmosphere of our hearts and minds and souls that it will come to pass, that we will start to believe them, that the Lord is guiding us in the best pathway of our life. He is advising us, and he's watching over us. It can't get any better than that, folks, a spiritual life and spiritual guidance with our Heavenly Father. Amen. Kenny Copeland goes on to say, In the years I spent living by faith, there's something I learned to do that helps me receive from God in the toughest of situations. It's something I call stepping out over the fate line. A fate line is what you need when you want God to do the impossible in your life. Is what you need when you want to be firm in your fate and yet to keep wavering back and forth between your circumstances and God's promises. Believing first one, then the other. It's what can make you like faithful Abraham, you know. Abraham had natural facts to deal with just like we do. He knew there was no natural way for God's promise to him to come true. Yet the word says Abraham considered not his own body. In other words, Abraham ignored the natural evidence around him and believed only God's promise. Somewhere he stepped across the line of faith. He made an irresistible decision to go with the word of God. He made a final commitment. He chose to step past the point of no return. And if you and I are ever going to see God do the impossible in our lives, we're going to have to do the same thing. How do you draw that fate line? 
begin with the word, search the promises of God, and purposely believe that he, what he has said and he is saying about your need. Meditate on those promises until fate rises in your heart. Then draw the line of fate. Draw it in your mind and heart. Draw it across the floor in your prayer room. Say, in the presence of God, in the presence of all the angels in this room, and in the devil's face, I'm stepping across the line of faith. From this moment on, I consider this matter done. From this day forward, I give God the praise and the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. From that moment on, speak only as your miracle has already happened. Turn your back on the problems, on the doubts, and turn your face towards Jesus. God will do the impossible in your life. Dare to step across the fate line. Amen. Now reading from uh, Romans chapter 4, 13 to 21. Here we go. Romans chapter 4, 13 to 21. All right. All right. And remember, our promised scripture is Psalms 32 verse 8. 32 verse 8. If we should memorize it, say it, and believe it, because it's the truth. The Lord says, I will guide you, coincidentally, along, uh, most of the time, along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. So, you know, we used to start praising God for this scripture, thanking him he's, it's coming to pass. Amen. Romans 4. 13 and 21. Here we go. Romans 4, 13. All right, it says, For the promises that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. That's 13. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise is made of no effect because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope and hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us it should be imputed to us where who believe in him who raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Amen. Word of God.
Let me uh, read that again in a different translation so we can get a, a bird's eye view. There's a lot of places we can go, but let's try the New Living Translation. Clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based on not on his obedience of God's law. That's verse 13. But on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary and the promise is pointless. For the law will always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift, and we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's, for Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you a father of many nations. This happens because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life, and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there's no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, That's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promises. In fact, his faith grew stronger and stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is not able to do to whatever he promises. He was fully convinced that God is, excuse me, able to do whatever he promises. He was fully convinced. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him. The one who raised Jesus, our Lord from the dead. If He was handed over to die because of our sins and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right, now I'm going to take a little... A trip here with the Message Bible and put a little uh, spin on this. Take us over the top. The Message Bible. The Radical Message Bible. Here we go. 13. It says, where is 13? Here it is. The famous promise God gave Abraham that he and his children would possess the earth was not given because of something Abraham did or would do. It was based on God's decision to put everything together for him, which Abraham then entered when he believed. If those who get what God gives them only get it by doing everything they are told to do and filling out all the right forms properly signed, that eliminates personal trust completely and turns the promise into an ironclad contract. That's not a holy promise. That's a business deal. A contract drawn up by a hard-nosed lawyer and with plenty of fine print only makes sure that you will never be able to collect. But if there is no contract in the first place, simply a promise, a handshake, and God's promise at that, you, you can break it. 
That is why the fulfillment of God's promise depends entirely on trusting God in His way and then simply embracing Him and what He does. God's promise arrives as a pure gift. That is the only way everyone can be sure to get in on it. Those who keep the religious traditions and those who have never heard of them, for Abraham is father of us all. He is not our racial father. That's reading the story backwards. He is our faith father. We call Abraham father not because he got God's attention by living like a saint, but because God made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Isn't that what we always read in Scripture? God saying to Abraham, I set you up as a father of many people. Abraham was first named father and then became a father because he dared to trust God to do what only God could do. Raise the dead to life with a word, make something out of nothing. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway, deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. And so he was made father of a multitude of people. God himself said to him, You are going to have a big family, Abraham. Abraham didn't focus on his own impotence and said, It's hopeless. His hundred-year-old body could never father a child, nor did he serve a several decade of infertility and give up. He didn't tiptoe around God's promise, asking cautiously skeptic questions. He plunged into the promise and came up strong, ready for God, sure that God will make good on what he has said. That's why it is said, Abraham was declared fit before God by trusting God to set him right. But it's not just Abraham, it's all also us. The same thing gets said about us when we embrace and believe the one who brought Jesus to life when the conditions were equally hopeless. The sacrifice Jesus made us fit for God, set us right with God. Amen and amen. What a what a reading. What an incredible reading that is. Huh? Wow. I got my fill. Now let's go ahead and um, read a little bit of uh, Psalms. Not a little bit. Enough to get our fill for the day. We'll go to New King James since we're uh, being conservative today. The Psalms, and today's date is the 8th Psalm. Let me pick a Psalm here that I like. Psalm 68 says, Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. Let those also who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice exceedingly. Sing to God, sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. A father of the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy habitation. God sets the solitary in family and brings out those who are bound into prosperity. But the rebellious dwell in a dry land. O oh God, when you went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth shook. The heavens also dropped the rain at the presence of God. Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. You, O oh God, sent a plentiful rain 
wherever you confirm your inheritance when it was weary. Your congregation dwelt in it. You, O God, provided from your goodness to the, for the poor. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those who proclaimed it. Kings of armies flee, they flee, and she who remains at home divides the spoil. Though you lie down among the sheepfold, you will be like the wings of a dove covered with silver and her feathers with yellow gold. When the Almighty scatters kings in it, it was white as snow in Salmon. A mountain of God is the mountain of Bashan. A mountain of many peaks is the mountain of Bashan. Why do you fume with envy, you mountains of many peaks? This is the mountain which God desires to dwell in. Yes, the Lord will dwell in forever. The chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of thousands. The Lord is among them, as in Sinai, in the holy place. You have ascended on high. You have led captivity captive. You have received gift among men, even from the rebellious, that the Lord God might dwell there. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Amen. And now let's go to Psalm 98, one of my favorite psalms, 98. A song of praise to the Lord for his salvation and judgment. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. The Lord has made known his salvation. His righteousness he has revealed in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his mercy and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song and rejoice and sing praises. Sing to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of a song, with trumpets and the sound of a horn. Shout joyfully before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar in all its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. With righteousness, he will judge the world and the peoples with equity. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you for coming on today's reading. And before that, let's go ahead and finish it off with Psalm 128. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children, your children, like olive plants all around the table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you out of Zion, and may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, may you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Amen. God bless you, family. Give them heaven. Thank you for coming on today. Welcome to today's Bible College curriculum for January the 7th. Reading from Faith to Faith Daily Devotional at KCN.org. Welcome. I pray that I find you in good spirits, that you are... Stepping on the devil, casting out sickness and disease, pushing away poverty and lack and loneliness, 
and being the victorious warrior that God has provided for us through his word, through our, his son, Jesus Christ, and through our unity from iron sharpens iron, being together in the same mindset. Let's pray. Father in heaven, give us, Lord God, your presence, Lord God. Anoint our heads our oil with oil, our ears, our eyes to see and hear your love in the scriptures. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If no one told you they love you today, I love you. I care for you. A big hug, a big electronic bear hug. Amen. Reading for today is John 10, verse 3 from the Amplified Bible. The sheep listen to the shepherd's voice and heed it. And he calls his own sheep by name and brings, leads them out. Article by Kenneth Copeland. Don't ever be so afraid of making mistakes you miss out on the joy of acting on the voice of the Lord. Instead, trust the leadership of the Holy Spirit and let him show you how. He'll begin by speaking to you about the little things in your life. And as you grow accustomed to hearing and obeying, he'll speak to you about weightier things. That's how it happened with Gloria and I. When we first accepted Jesus as Lord, we didn't have any idea how to hear God. Our spirits weren't yet trained to distinguish his leading. But since the Bible promised we could do it, we began to approach our prayer time and Bible study with expecting to hear God's direction, and he began to give it out. I'll never forget the first time it happened to Gloria. She's been reading the Bible, and she just stopped for a few minutes to see if God will say something to her. Writing right down on the inside of her, she heard the Lord say, The light is in your car. It's on, on in your car. It didn't occur to her that God would speak to her about something so trivial, so she just trusted that thought aside. She brushed the thought aside and went on listening. Pretty soon, he said the same thing again. He kept on repeating until finally she got up and walked out to the car in the garage. Sure enough, the light was on. Why should God bother with something as insignificant as a car light? Because he cares. He knows Gloria was home alone that night with two small children. And if the battery had run down, she had been stuck there. God was watching out for her. And he told her just exactly what she needed to hear and know right there and then. Yet at the same time, he knows she was a beginner where listening to his voice was concerned, so he gave her an instruction she could follow without much risk. I mean, what if she had gone out there and the light hadn't been on? What if she missed it? She would have felt foolish to it, but that wouldn't have hurt anything. If you trust him, the Holy Spirit would do the same thing for you that he did for Gloria and me. He'll bring you along one step at a time in a way that will help you, not hurt you. The biggest mistake you make is to be afraid to follow the inward witness, which is the number one way God leads all his children, Romans 8.14. So don't be afraid. Take time to listen today. Expect to hear in your spirit, God has something to say to you. 1 Corinthians 2, 6 and 16 say, let's go over there. 1 Corinthians 
six. And 16, excuse me, 2 and 6 and 16, 6 Corinthians 2, it says, however, there is a wisdom that we continually speak of when we are among the spiritual mature. It's wisdom that didn't originate in this present age, nor did it come from the rulers of this age who are in the process of being dethroned. Instead, we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God, hidden before now in a mystery. It is his secret plan destined before the ages to bring us into glory. None of the rulers of this present world order understood it, for if they had, they would have, never would have crucified the Lord of shining glory. That is why the scriptures say, Things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine, these are the many things God has in store for all his seekers and that love him. Amen. But God now unveils these profound realities by the Spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his most inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. After all, what can really, who can really see into the person's heart and know his hidden impulse except for that person's spirit? So it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. For we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God so that we might come to understand and experience all the grace has lavished upon us. And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the Spirit, not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together Spirit-revealed truth with Spirit-revealed words. Someone living on the entire human level rejects the revelations of God's Spirit, for they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the Spirit because they are only discovered by the illuminating of the Spirit. Those who live in the Spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things, and they are subject to the scrutiny of no one but God. For who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh well enough to become his counselor? Christ has, and we possess Christ's perceptions. Ooh, that's from the living... The Passion Translation. Incredible, incredible reading. All right, let's go ahead and do a little bit of Psalms and see what we entail here, please. So we can have a good meal for today. All right. One of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 37. Let's go ahead and go over there. And the Passion Translation. Don't follow after the wicked ones or be jealous of their wealth. Don't think for a moment they're better off than you. They end their short-lived success will soon shrivel up and quickly fade away. Again, they and their short-lived success will soon shrivel up like grass clippings on a hot sun. Keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right. Fix your heart on the promises of God Fix your heart on the promises of God and you will dwell in the land feasting on his faithfulness. Note, 
Here's a big clue on how to get things from God. And a lot of people miss it. We usually read this in other translations. And it says, you know, that commit to the Lord the, the joys of our heart and they will come to pass. But here it says to do the work, folks. Meditate with your heart and take time to meditate on the promises of God. And you will dwell in the land with the promises of God, feasting on his faithfulness, what those words say, what exactly they say. Amen. Pretty good stuff, huh? I think so. Verse 4. Find your delight and true pleasure in Yahweh, and he will give you what you desire the most. God, give us the right to direct our lives as we trust him along the way. We find he pulled it off perfectly. Amen. Let me read that again. I read it wrong. God, excuse me, give God the right to direct your life. And as you trust him along the way, you'll find he'll pull it off perfectly. He will appear as your righteousness, as sure as the dawning of a new day. He will appear as your confidence, folks. Say a prayer and go at it. That's your confidence. As sure as the dawning of a new day, he will manifest as your justice, as sure and strong as the new noonday sun. Quiet your heart in his presence and wait patiently for Yahweh. And don't think for a moment that the wicked in their prosperity are better off than you. Stay away from anger and revenge. Keep envy far from you, for it only leads you into lies. For one day the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will inherit the land. Just a little while longer, and the ungodly will vanish. You will look for them in vain, but the humble of heart will inherit every promise and enjoy abundant peace. Let the wicked keep plotting against the godly with all their sneers and arrogant jeers. God laughs at the wicked and their plans, for he knows their day is coming. Evil ones take aim at the poor and helpless. They are ready to slaughter those who do right. But the Lord will, re will turn all their weapons and wickedness back on themselves, piercing their pride filled with hearts until they are helpless. It is much better to have little combined with much of God than to have the fabulous wealth of the wicked and nothing else. For the Lord takes care of all, the for of all his foreigner ones, while the strength of evil men will surely slip away. Day by day, the Lord watches the good deeds of the godly, and he prepares for them his forever reward. Even in times of disaster, he will watch over them, and they will always have more than enough. No matter what happens, all the enemies of God will perish, for the wicked have only a momentary value, a fading glory. The one which then one day they vanish, here today, gone tomorrow. They break their promises borrowing money but never paying it back. The good man returns what he owes with some extra besides. Yahweh blesses ones receive the land, but the cursed ones will be cut off with nothing to show for themselves. When Yahweh delights in how you live your life, he establishes your every step. When the Lord rejoices in how you're living, he helps to establish and direct your every step. Amen. If they stumble badly, they will still survive. If we fall, the Lord is there. He'll help us pick up. 
for the Lord lifts up them up with his hands. I was once inexperienced, but now I'm old. Not once have I found a seeker and lover of God forsaken by him, nor have any of their children gone hungry. Instead, I found the godly ones to be the generous ones who give freely to others. Their children are blessed and become a blessing. If you truly want to dwell forever in God's presence, forsake evil and do what is right in his eyes. The Lord loves it when he sees us walking in his space, in his justice. He will never desert his developed lovers. He will be kept forever in his faithful care. But the descendants of the wicked will be banished. The faithful lovers of God will inherit the earth and enjoy every promise of God's care, dwelling in peace forevermore. God lovers make the best counselors. Their words pass this as wisdom and are right and trustworthy. The way of God are in their hearts. The ways of God are in their hearts, and they won't swerve from the path of steadfast righteousness. Evil once one spy on the godly ones talk, stalking them to find something they could use to accuse them. They're out for the kill. But God will foil all their plots. The godly will not stand condemned when brought to trial. So don't be impatient for Yahweh to act. Keep moving forward steadily in his ways, and he will exalt you to possess the land. You'll watch with your own eyes and see the wicked lose everything. I already seen this happen. Once I saw a wicked and violent man empowered all who were around him and domineering tyrant with his prideful and oppressive ways. Then he died and was forgotten, and no one cares what he has, that he is gone forever. But you can tell who are the blameless and spiritually mature. What a different story with them. The godly ones will have a peaceful, prosperous future with a happy ending. Every evil sinner will be destroyed, obliterated. They will be utter failure with no future. But the Lord will be the Savior of all who love him. Even in, their, even in their times of trouble, God will live in them as strength. Because of their faith in him, their daily portions will be a father's help and deliverance from evil. This is true for all who turn to hide themselves in him. Wow, what a beautiful scripture, huh? Psalm 37. Amazing, incredible scripture. Cool, huh? Let's go ahead and do Psalm 67. God, keep us near your mercy fountain and bless us. And when you look down on us, may your face beam with joy. Send us out all over the world so that everyone everywhere will discover your ways and know who you are and see your power to save. Let all the nations burst forth with praise. Let everyone everywhere love and enjoy you. Then how glad the nations will be when you are their king. They will sing, they will shout for joy with true justice for the people. Yes, you, Lord, are the shepherd of the nations. No wonder the people praise you. Let all the people praise you more. The harvest of the earth is here. God, the very God of worship, keeps us satisfied at his banquet of blessings. And the blessings keep coming. 
All the ends of the earth will give him honor and he deserves it and be in awe of him. All the ends of the earth will give him the honor he deserves and be in awe of him. Amen. Now, Psalm 97. Yahweh now reigns as king. Let everyone rejoice. He rules, extends everywhere, even to distant lands and the islands of the sea. Let them all be glad. Clouds both dark and mysterious now surround him. His throne of glory rests upon a foundation of righteousness and justice. All around him burn a blazing glory, fire consuming all his foes. When his lightning strikes, it lights up the world. <clears throat> People are wide-eyed as they tremble and shake. Mountains melt like wax with, in a fire when the Lord of all the earth draws near. Heaven's messengers preach righteousness and people everywhere see God's glory in the sky. Shame covers all who boast on other gods, for they worship idols. For all the supernatural powers once worshiped the true and living God. But God's Zion people are content, for they know and hear the truth. Amen. The people of praise rejoice over all your judgments, O Lord, for you are the King God, the Most High God over all the earth. You are exalted above every supernatural power. Listen, you seekers and lovers of God, hate evil, for God can keep you from wrong and protect you from the power of wickedness. For he sows seed of light within within his devoted lovers and seekers. And seeds of joy burst forth for the seekers and lovers of God. So be glad and continue to give him thanks for God. Holiness is seen in everything he does. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just dedicate these families to you, Lord, that they will experience great glory and great peace in their hearts, Lord God. Make this time together special. We thank you for walking on their own, in his own. Johnny, I thank you for blessing the workers, Lord, on their own and making great strides. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great time, family. Give them heaven. Greetings, welcome to Faith to Faith, our Bible college curriculum. Fernando, your instructor. For January the 6th, our topic for today is Created to Praise. Our article comes from Gloria Copeland from their kcn.org website from Faith to Faith. You can read it for yourself. But if you're driving and you're Tracking with me, with the Holy Spirit, with us as unity, I love you. I give you a hug, electronic hug, a high five. I believe in you. I trust in you. And together we say, yep, the supply for it is not here yet, but it will come if we should have it. It will surely come. Amen. Folks, that's a statement of faith. It opens the door from the inside for the supply. The problem is not that God is not answering, it's that we we ask and then our pride won't let the door open, our ego. So we're a little twisted there, and this produces hope, faith, believing, and it creates a stream 
of miracles happening in your life. First, you're going to get joy. You're going to get laughter. You're going to get hope. You know, just it's out of Habakkuk. If you don't see Habakkuk on this and this statement, I'll say it again. And Habakkuk, at the end of the Habakkuk, the, the guys, the prophet says, yep, there's no grapes. There's no sheep. There's nothing. But yet I'm going to praise the Lord who is the strength of my life. He makes me run through high mountains. Surely the Spirit of God will in, and fire this up. Amen. This is similar to that. It says, the supply for it is not here yet. But it will come if we, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the body of Christ, I agree with you, you and I, we should have it. It will surely come. Amen. And like anything else, we have a program and a plan to be successful in this life and in the next. That is scripture, folks. We get into the realm of things that we are confident, our hope are not stagnant. We are courageous because of the words of God that fill our hopper. We are made in the image of Jesus Christ. It was made to go and all things are possible with our God and we're beam us up, Jesus, when it's time. Amen. Amen. All right, back to our lecture for today. Our scripture for today is Psalm 150, verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise you, the Lord. That's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. We're created to praise God. Some people don't know that. When, we pr when the praise service starts, they sit back and say, I'm not comfortable with all that singing and shouting. I guess I praise is just not my thing. Yes, it is. According to the Bible, if you breathe, you were meant to praise. And don't try to slip by by saying, well, I have praise in my heart. That's, that's not enough. The word says you need to have it in your mouth as well. Psalm 34, 1, Psalm 132, 9 says, let the saints shout for joy. You can't shout and be quiet at the same time. When you first begin to truly praise, it may seem awkward to you, but if you keep it up, it will become a way of life. Why? Because praise causes the glory of God to manifest in your life. It causes you to walk in the light of his countenance, Psalm 89.15. It will start a revival inside of you. But, but if I start to praise like that, people will think I'm some kind of fanatic. Well, good. Did you know that every revival in history has been started by some people in the world considered absolute fanatics? God does things differently than the world. So when you set aside your inhibitions and start letting his spirit operate through you, you're going to look strange to those who are strangers to his ways. But you're going to look glorious to the Lord. And by the way, don't just think of praising him in the congregation. Praise him in your own private prayer time and throughout your day. Learn to maintain an attitude of praise and thanksgiving. When praise becomes natural to you in your own private life, it won't be difficult to praise him in the midst of the congregation. Are you longing for a revival of God's presence in your life? Are you tired of just hearing about the glorious manifestations of his power in the past? Then open up your mouth 
and your heart and do what God has created you to do. Praise. Let's go ahead and read that Psalm, Psalm 150 of praise. Psalm 150. Beautiful praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his holy sanctuary. Praise him in his stronghold in the sky. Praise him for his mighty miracles. Praise him for his magnificent greatness. Praise him with the trumpet blasting. Praise him with a piano and guitar. Praise him with drums and dancing. Praise him with loud clashing of cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everyone everywhere join in the crescendo of ecstatic praise to Yahweh. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is the Passion Translation, folks. Let me go ahead and go to our New King James Version, which is a work of art. When this thing came out, I fell in love with it. I think it was in 86 or something, and I bought a bunch of Bibles, and I gave them away to my brothers and sisters. Let all things praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for coming on today. Let me go ahead and scout around and find a couple other songs for today is the sixth, the day six. Let's see what songs stand out that are very important to me as your instructor. Um, I think Psalm 96 has to do something with praise. A song of praise to God coming in judgment. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give to the Lord, O families of the people. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his course. O oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is also firmly established. It shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in all its fullness. Let the fields be joyful in all that is in it. Then all the trees of the wood will rejoice before the Lord, for he is coming, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. Amen and amen. Beautiful, beautiful psalm. And Psalm 126 says, 
When the Lord brought back the captivities of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes for weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Amen and amen. Thank you, family, for coming on today's reading. The glory of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Fernando. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, give us your approval. Give us your presence, your love, your anointing to move forward with this recording today. We ask in, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth. We're going to be reading KCM.org. Canada Gloria Copeland's uh, free literature online. So I'll just take the opportunity to read it to us. Actually, I'm reading it for me so I can be on a good professor, be a iron sharpens iron type of a person. So thank you for coming in today's college curriculum. May the Lord bless you and bless your ears and your eyes and your hands. And may he smile on you and be precious to you as you deserve it for being a good audience, a tunative, and I pray for your success physically, financially, emotionally, and sociably to be an influence of those around you. And the Lord may smile on you and humorously and happiness and joy and strength and enthusiasm and the whole thing, Lord, that the light may show before you. For the Lord says... I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Psalm 32, verse 8. So, amen. Listen up. Listen up in Jesus' name, what the Lord has to say to us. We're going to be reading January 3, 4, and 5 today of Kenny Copeland's. So, please keep your ears open, attentive, and a little bit of the Psalms, too, to have a great meal to get us going for this for these rainy days be a blessing january the third kenneth copeland here we go psalm 35 27 in the amplified bible says let those who favor my righteous cause and have pleasure in my uprightness shout for joy and be glad and say continually let the lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant Amen. I tell you, I didn't read this before I prayed. Okay. Okay, let's do this again as a family all together. Let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Hit yourself on the chest and say, that's me. That's me. Let's say it again. Let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. 
Hit your chest. Amen. That's who you are. That's who we are. One more time. Let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Amen and amen. Let it be, let it be, Lord. If traditional religion has taught you that God wants you poor and oppressed, I have good news for you today. The Bible says God takes pleasure in your prosperity. God wants you to prosper. Not just in the financial realm, but in every area of your life. Spirit, soul, and body. There you go. The Lord is talking to us, folks. No matter what or where you are or who you are, God wants to see you're delivered from every adverse situation. Why? Why? Why does he do that? Because he loves you and he has a job for you to do. He wants you to help meet the needs of mankind. And he's smart enough to know that you can't give away what you don't have. You can't give to spread the gospel or buy food for the hungry when you're broke. You can't go out laying hands on the sick when you're lying in the hospital bed. You can't minister joy to others when you're being held captive by depression. No, you have to be blessed to be a blessing. If you really want to tap into the riches of God today, make up your mind to be a blessing to others. And before you know it, you'll be receiving more from God than you ever dreamed. That's what happened to me. I decided years ago, first and foremost, to be a giver. I developed a lifestyle of giving. Today, I literally live to give. And I don't mind telling you, God dumps blessings on me by the truckload. <laughs> He'll do the same for you if you'll become his servant. If you'll lay down your time and your money and your love for those who need it. Become a giver and God will take pleasure in your prosperity and prospering your soul. And we're reading from Genesis chapter 12, uh, verses 1 and 4. Let's go over there. Genesis chapter 12, 1 and 4. And that says, oops, wrong. Genesis chapter 4, 12. And then we're also going to be reading from Genesis chapter 14 or 13. Chapter 13, 1 through 4 also. Okay. Okay. And then chapter 4 says, four, ah, <laughs> it says chapter 12 says, now the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country from your family, get, and from your father's house, get to a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed." So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. All right, now let's go to Genesis 13, 1 through 4. Then Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him. To the south, Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold, and he went on his journey 
from the south as far as Bethel to the place where he his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abraham called on the name of the Lord. Amen and amen. And now, let's go ahead and go to January the 4th. January the 4th, uh, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. Let the world know, today's scripture is John 17, 20 and 23. Neither I pray for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and thou in me, that thou mayest be perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me. Amen. Let me read that again. Neither I pray for those alone, for these alone, the disciples, but to the new people that are going to hear the word of God through their word, through them, that they may be one, one unit, even as we are one unit in them. And as you are in me, Father, and I in you, that they may be perfect in one, and that they be in us, and that the world may know that you have sent me through their word. Fernando translation, John 17, 20, Over the years, the church has come up with all kinds of elaborate ways to evangelize the world. We get together and map out plans and strategies and raise money for it. But through it all, we rarely mention the plan that Jesus gave us. Most believers don't even realize that he gave us the key to winning the world. But he did. He prayed about it right before he went to the cross. He asked the Father to bring us into a place of such oneness with each other and with him that the world would know that he has been sent from God. You and I and all the rest of the body of Christ will get together and start loving each other. We evangelize the world so fast it would make your head swim. It's true. But until recently, we've been too busy scrapping with one another and getting our feelings hurt to give it much thought. But praise God is beginning to dawn on some folks now that we need to stop that stuff. We need to start treating Jesus' command that we love one another as a command instead. Or an alternative, we need to drop our silly arguments and be unified by the Spirit of God. Do you want to take a step toward evangelizing the world today? Then start praying for oneness. Make up your mind that you're going to start loving your fellow believers instead of criticizing, complaining, and taking ugly, talking ugly about them. Start confessing that the church of God is going to rise up together in faith and love as one glorious body driven by the power of Jesus himself. We are, you know, Jesus prayed that it would happen and the Holy Spirit is already bringing it to pass. Satan would like to stop it, but he can't. It's far more powerful than he is, and it's going to blast a hole in the operating that's big enough to drive a train through. It's going to let the whole world know that Jesus truly is Lord. Amen. And reading for today is John 17, 9 through 26. Let's go ahead over there. We're using... 
and I NVI new no excuse me the passion translation okay John what did I say 19 17 9 through 26 17 9 through 26 it says so with deep love, I pray for my disciples. I'm not asking on behalf of the unbelieving world, but those who belong to you, those you have given me. For all who belong to me now belong to you, and all belong to you now belong to me as well. And my glory is revealed through their surrendered lives. Holy Father, I am about to leave this world to return and be with you but my disciples will remain here. Holy Father, each one that you have given me, keep them in your name so that they will be united as one, even as we are one. While I was with these that you have given me, wow, that made me jump. <laughs> I was guarding them and keeping them in your name. Not one of them is lost, except the one that was destined to be lost. So that the scriptures will be fulfilled. But now I am returning to you. So Father I pray that you will experience. And enter my joy. His delight in you. So that it is fulfilled in them. And overflows. I have given them your message. So that it is why. The unbelieving world hates them. For their alliance is no longer to this world. Because I am not of this world. I am not asking that you remove them from this world, but I ask you that you guard their hearts from evil, for they no longer belong to this world any more than I do. Your word is truth, so make them holy by the truth. I have commissioned them to represent me, just as you commissioned me to represent you. And now I dedicate myself to them as a holy sacrifice, so they will live as fully dedicated to God and be made holy by your truth. Jesus prays for you. And I ask not only for the disciples, but also for all those who will one day believe in me through their message. I pray for them all to be joined together as one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. I pray for them to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me. For the very glory you have given to me, I have given to them, so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. You live fully in me, and now I live fully in them, so that they will experience perfect unity, and the world will be convinced that you have sent me. For they will see that you love each one of them with the same passionate love that you love for me, that you have for me. Father, I ask that you allow everyone that you have given to me to be with me where I am. Then they will see my glory, my full glory, and the very splendor that you have placed upon me, because you have loved me even before the beginning of time. You are my righteous Father, but the unbelieving world has never known you. In the perfect way that I know you, all of those who believe in me also and all those who believe in me also know that you have sent me. I have revealed to them who you are, and I will continue to make you even more real to them, 
so that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me. For your love will now live in them even as I live in them. Amen. Let's go ahead and take a little uh, recess in intermission. I'll be right back. wonderful music. Amen. All right, let's keep going forward. Let's move on to our next reading from Kenny Copeland Ministries, kcm.org, which is a free college institution that we are taking advantage of. Yes, we are, by golly. January the 5th, you are righteous. Philippians 3.9 says, not having my own righteousness, okay, which is of the law, okay, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Philippians 3.9. Not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Wow. The righteousness comes from God, folks. I don't care how badly you may have messed things up yesterday or how many mistakes you have made. I want you to begin this day knowing you are righteous, not because of anything you've done, but because you receive. That's what we've done. We receive by faith in Jesus. We believe. The, we got the very righteousness of God right there and then. Just look at all the kinds of benefits the world of God, the word, excuse me, of God says the righteous will bring all the benefits. One, here we go. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Psalm ninety-two, twelve. When it goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoices. Proverbs eleven, ten. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Proverbs eleven, twenty-one. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. First Peter three, twelve. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, will thou compass him as with a shield, Psalm 512. The righteous cry, and the Lord hear it, and deliver them out of all their troubles, Psalm 3417. I have been young, and I am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread, Psalms 3725. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. Psalm 37, 29. The Lord loveth the righteous. Psalm 146, 8. Now remember, don't let the devil rob you of even one of these blessings by telling you you're unworthy of them. Run him off. Shut out loud. 
I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. Then step out in faith and enjoy the privileges God has prepared for your soul. Again, if the devil has you in his midst, if you find yourself in a situation that you can't seem to break away from, in that situation, cause a sonic boom to start by saying, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am. You'll start using your willpower right, which is God's aligning it with God's will and aligning it with God's word that will permeate and move mountains for us. Folks, amen. Uh, additional reading is scripture reading is Romans 3, 21 to 28. Let's go over there now. Romans 3, 21 to 28. God's righteousness through faith. Or you can say God's righteousness through love, God's righteousness through surrender, God's righteousness through giving God the benefit of the doubt, saying yes, yes, yes to his, pro to his promises. God's righteousness to our surrender through faith. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. To all and on all who believe, for there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law? Of works? No, by the, the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Amen. And you can liken, I can liken God's righteousness like my stimulus check. We got a $350 in California for the gas increase each. And uh, the government didn't know if I was, I was, uh, messing up or you know doing something wrong they just I just qualify they just send me the check and the same thing with the Lord they, they, they gave me the righteousness because I was born here I was born a sinner I said yes to Jesus I said yes to the application now I've been sent the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because I said yes 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 not anything I did, it was all the compassion, all the mercy, all the consideration and the thoughtfulness of God and our country. <laughs> to put it in a nutshell, folks. Amen. Just say yes to the righteousness of God, to the faith of Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm a sinner. I need help. Please enter my heart. Renew my life again. I surrender. I stop doing things my way. Leave me and have me, Lord, just as I am. And relax. 
All right, let's take a deep breath and shift gears here now. Let's get on the highway and read a little bit of Psalms to complete our our study for today, our Bible college. All right, let's go ahead and do our... I'm a little curious about Psalms 3. I'm going to see what I can gleam off the Psalm 3, 4, and 5 right now. Corresponding to today's dates, today's the 5th. The Lord helped his troubled people. A Psalm of David, when he fled from Absalom, his son. Lord, how have they increased who trouble me? Many are they who rise up against me. Many are those who say of me, there's no help for him for in God. Salah. Huh. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me. My glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. Think about that. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me with his holy hill, from his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me, excuse me, all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Psalm 4. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have relieved me in my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long, O you sons of men, will you turn my glory to shame? How long will you love worthlessness and seek falsehood? But know that the Lord has set apart for himself him who is godly. The Lord will hear when I call to him. Be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. Offer the sacrifice of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. You have put gladness in my heart more than in the season that their grain and wine increase. I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Amen. Now we go to Psalm 33. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. For the word of the Lord is right. For the word of the Lord is right. And all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word... Of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the hosts of them. By the breath of his mouth, he gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. 
Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in all of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy, to deliver their souls from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our hearts shall rejoice in him, because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us, just as we hope in you. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful psalm. Psalm 34, the happiness of those who trust in God. A psalm of David. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and save him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no, no one to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and saves such as a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all his bones. None of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the souls of his servants, 
and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. Psalm 35, the Lord, the avenger of his people, a Psalm of David. Plead my cause, O Lord, with those who strive with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for my help. Also draw out the spear and stop those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let those be put to shame and brought to dishonor who seek after my life. Let those turn back and brought to confusion who plot my hurt. Let them be like a shaft before the wind and let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of the Lord pursue them. For without cause they have hidden their net for me in a pit, which they have dug without cause for my life. Let destruction come upon him unexpectedly, and let his net that he has hidden catch himself. Into the very destruction let him fall. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. All my boys shall say, Lord, who is like you? Delivering the poor from him who is too strong for him. Yes, the poor and the needy from him who plunders him. Fierce witness rise up. They ask me not the things that I do not know. They reward me evil for good to the sorrow of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled myself with fasting and my prayer would return to my own heart. I placed and paced about as though he were my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one who mourns for his mother. But in my adversity they rejoice and gather together. Attackers gather against me, and they did not know it. They tore at me and did not cease. With ungodly mockers at feast, they gnashed at me with their teeth. O Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue me from their destructions, my precious life from the lions. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I will praise you among many people. Let them not rejoice over me who are wrongfully my enemies, nor let them wink with the eye who hate me without a cause. For they do not speak peace, but they devise deceitful matters against the quiet ones in the land. They also open their mouth wide against me and say, Aha, aha, or I have seen it. This you have seen, O Lord. Do not keep silence, O Lord. Do not be far from me. Stir up yourself and awake to my vindication, to my cause, my God, and my Lord. Vindicate me, O Lord, my God, according to your righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, Also we would have it. Let them not say, we have swallowed him up. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion, who rejoice at my hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor, who exalt themselves against me. Let them shout for joy and be glad, who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. 
And my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. Okay, everyone say with me. The Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. In other words, God gets a kick to give us things. God gets a kick to give us an iPad. God gives us a kick to give us things. He rejoices. He giggles, if you will. He rejoices. His love and his humor is out of control. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Amen. It's you and me, folks. Thank you, Lord. Let the Lord have some fun, guys. Let the Lord rejoice and have pleasure in giving us prosperity. Why not? We're not going to take it with us. We're going to use it to uh, let our face shine with oil and love on others and they can know that we have spent the time with the Lord. Amen. Moving to Psalm 63. Joy in the fellowship of God. A Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with moral and fatness. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you in my bed, I meditate on all the night watches. Because you have been my help, therefore in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. But those who seek my life to destroy shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by him shall glory. But the mouth of those who speak lies shall be stopped. Psalm 64. Oppressed by the wicked, but rejoicing in the Lord. Hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity, who sharpen their tongues like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the blameless. Suddenly they shoot at him and do not fear. They encourage themselves in an evil manner. They talk of laying snares secretly. They say, who will see them? They devise iniquities. We have perfected a shrewd scheme, but the inward thought and the heart of man are deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly they shall be wounded, so he will make them stumble over their own tongue. All who see them shall flee away. All men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him. And all the upright in heart shall glory. 
Psalm 65, praise to God for his salvation and providence. Praise is awaiting you, O God in Zion, and to you the vow shall be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you all flesh will come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, you will provide atonement for them. Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you, that he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. By awesome deeds and righteousness, you will answer us. O God of our salvation, you who are the confidence of all the earth and the ends of the earth, and all the far-off seas, who establishes the mountain by his strength, being clothed with power, you who still the noises of the sea, the noise of their waves, and the tumult of the peoples. They also who dwell in the Father's parts are afraid of your signs. You make the outgoings of the morning and the evening rejoice. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The rivers of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its ridges abundantly. You settle its furrows. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness, and your path drip with abundance. They drop on the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys are also covered with grain. They shout for joy. They also sing. Amen. Amen and amen for the word of the Lord. Now we go up to Psalm 93, 94, and 95. The eternal reign of the Lord. The Lord reigns. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed. He has girded himself with strength. Surely the world is established so that it cannot be moved. Your throne is established from old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, than the mighty waves of the sea. Your testimonies are very sure. Holiness adorn your house, O Lord, forever. Psalm 94. God, the refuge of the righteous. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongs, O God, to whom vengeance belongs, shine forth. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? They utter speech and speak insolent things. All the workers of iniquities boast in themselves. They break in pieces your people, O Lord, and afflict your heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, the Lord does not see, nor does the God of Jacob understand. Understand and you senseless among the people, and you fools, when will you be wise? He who planted the ear, shall he not hear? He who formed the eye, shall he not see? He who instructs the nation, shall he not correct? He who teaches man knowledge, the Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are futile. 
Blessed is the man whom you instruct, O Lord, and teach out of your law, that you may give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord will not cast off his people, nor will he forsake his inheritance. But judgment will return to righteousness, and all the upright and hard will follow it. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord has been my help, my soul would not have settled in silence. If I say my foot slips, your mercy, O Lord, will hold me up. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, you comfort comforts delight my soul. Shall the throne of iniquity, which devise evil by law, have fellowship with you? They gather together against the life of the righteous and condemn innocent blood. But the Lord has been my defense, and my God the rock of my refuge. He has brought on them their own iniquity and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. The Lord our God shall cut them off. Psalm 95. A call to worship and obedience. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. In his hands are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are also his. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion, as in the day of trial in the wilderness. When your fathers tested me, they tried me, though they saw my work. For 40 years, I was grieved with that generation and said, it is a people who go astray in their hearts and they do not know my ways. So I swore my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Psalm 123, 24, and 125. Unto you I lift my eyes, O you who dwell in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of a servant look to the hand of their masters, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God, until he has mercy on us, have mercy on us, O Lord, have mercy on us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorn of those who are at ease with the contempt of the proud. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, they would have swallowed us alive. 
When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our souls. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our souls. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as the prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the follower. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forever. For the scepter of the wicked shall now rest on the land allotted to the righteous. Let the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity, lest the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, and to those who are upright in their hearts, as for such as turn aside to their crooked ways. The Lord shall lead them away with the workers of iniquity. Peace be upon Israel. Welcome to today's Bible College lesson. Today's scripture is Hebrews 12, verse 3. Consider Jesus that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you give us, Lord, your wisdom, your talent, Lord, your patience and your love, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for your word. And thank you for our salvations. Thank you for our recovery. Thank you, Lord God, for all the good things we have and the good night's rest that you give us. Thank you for the food and the table, the breath of air, and all the friends and the laughter that will contain today, Lord. Thank you for your rewards. We rejoice and we're grateful. Thank you, Lord God, that yet, even though the supply may not be here yet, but it will come if we should have it. It will surely come, Lord. And we thank you for that supply in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. <clears throat> May God bless you and keep you family. Thank you for coming in today to our college, Bible college curriculum, January the 2nd. Using Faith to Faith booklet from uh, KCM.org, January the 2nd. This one is called Keep Your Sights Up. Keep Your Sights Up. Look up. Because in times like these, your very life depends on it. Some time ago, the Lord showed me that a spirit of weariness is trying to work its way into our lives these days through all the pressure and bad news that surrounds us. It's working to get our eyes off the word of God by bombarding us with negative forces. It's trying to get us to look down at the feet instead of up at Jesus. If you let that happen, your spirit man will begin to lose his dominion. And the word tells us what the result of that is. It says you will be worried and faint in your minds. Jesus put it this way in Mark 4. He said that when the cares of this world enter into your heart and mind, 
they'll choke the word and cause it to become unfruitful. And since your fate is the product of the word, that means your fate will wither. Once that happens, you're ahead for disaster. What can you do to stop this chain reaction of weariness? Look up. Get your eyes back on Jesus. I remember on the field of athletic competition that when an opponent allowed himself to drop his head, he was no longer dangerous. He could very easily be defeated. So keep your head up. Keep considering Jesus, the author and finisher of your fate. Consider him instead of the cares of this world. Consider what God says in his word. Be moved by the thoughts of God. Let his thoughts become your thoughts. Look up. Get your eyes off the circumstance around you and on your heavenly source. Don't be afraid. You're going to lose everything. God is your source, not the world. He can take care of you regardless of what happens around you. If you've gotten weary lately, begin to lift your eyes. Raise your head up instead of looking down. God is up. Jesus is up. The devil is down under your feet. Look up. <clears throat> and today's reading is Isaiah 40, 21, 31. Let's run over there. Isaiah 40, 30 to 41. Here we go. Alrighty. Thirty to forty-one. Uh, one of the prayers that I say that bring hope, and when we need hope, when we need uh, this amazing little—I got this from God calling—and it says, "Say this if you're if you're worried, if you're looking down. Say this. Look up and say, Lord, the supply for it." is not here yet but it will come if we should have it it will surely come amen now we are agreeing with our heavenly father when we look up we're agreeing with jesus okay one more time it says lord the supply for it is not here yet but it will come if we should have it it will surely come amen and you can hear the scripture on that one loud and clear. The scripture that's in uh, Habakkuk, okay? You see this in Habakkuk. You, you know, say, that's what exactly what it says, you know, translation. Okay, so enjoy it. Here we go, 21. Isaiah 40, verse 21 to 41, I believe. Let me get this straight. 21 to 31. Got it. Thank you so much for coming on here. I love you. No one told you they love you, care for you, give you an electronic hug, and give you a shock up and down a thing that it's going to be all right. It's going to be all well. Say all is well to every circumstance and say the supply statement to it. Every time something uh, is not right, say to say to the supply, to the thing. Hey, the supply is not here yet, but it will come if we, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, should have it. It will surely come. Remember, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are inside of us, and we all agree that that's a promise. That's a covenant promise you're exercising there. And, and if it's our part that we have the door closed on our side, this will cause us to have more faith, more belief, and more enthusiasm. 
Try it, you'll like it. Let's just do it, okay? Here we go. <clears throat> 21. Do you worship idols not known? Do you worship idols not known? You Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? You know, when you worship idols, that could be TV, TikTok, all this crazy stuff. And then you're wondering why your life is falling apart and you're feeling eerie. You're feeling off. Is you're allowing your soul to feed on junk. So do you who worship idols, you spend more time on them than you do reading the Word of God, writing and reading and listening to book. You probably are. You know, laziness and quick uh, entertainment is the, the problem with a lot of us. You know, I too, you have to fight that, you know. And thank God that I make these goals of this extraordinary commitments that are way over my head and and I don't feel it either when I'm doing it. But it, the, the, <clears throat> the supply does come. After a while, I start getting happy and joyful. And that's when I know I hit a payload when I keep diving into these words. There's no other way to be happy, joyous, and free, folks. There's no other way but to seek God and, and worship Him and be in good standing with the Lord. Okay, one more time, Isaiah 40, 21 to 31. I'll go ahead and read it, I promise. Do you who worship idols not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth, the omnipotent of God and the stupidity of bowing to idols? Omnipotence of God and the stupidity of bowing to idols. It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. It is he who stretches out the heavens like a veil and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. It is he who reduces dignitaries to nothing, who makes the judges, rulers of the earth, meaningless, useless. Scarcely have they been planted, scarcely have they been sown, scarcely has their stock taken root in the earth. But he merely blows on them and they wither, and a strong wind carries them away like stubble. To whom then will you compare me, that I would be his equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these heavenly bodies. The one who brings out their hosts by number, he calls them all by name. Because of the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, no one is missing. Why, O Jacob, do you say and declare, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and the justice due me escapes the notice of my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become tired or grow weary. There is no searching for his understanding. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who has no might, he increases power. Even youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God, like eagles rising towards the sun. 
They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. Amen. That's from the Amplified Bible. And that's exactly what we're doing, folks. If you're here with me, listening to me, and honoring my voice because I'm re- I'm honoring the voice of God, His words, <clears throat> then double the blessings upon you. Double blessings upon you. Praise the Lord for who the Lord is. We praise the Lord. Let all that I am inside me praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. Amen. So with that note, Let's go keep seeking the Lord. We're getting our meal for today, folks. So please listen with all your heart and mind and soul. And I promise you that the the love of God will start to bubble in your heart. You notice that when the love of God starts to bubble for this effort that we're doing, diving into his word, the first thing you notice is that you become uh, humorous. You become humorous with others, with yourself. And it seems like the Holy Spirit rises inside you and sees the daily activities we're doing and starts inserting humor. And, you know, humor is just God's wisdom, rolling it into amusement. And and that's when you know you hit the payload. When when you begin, that's how I notice I hit enough of God. Right now, I'm not feeling it, but I know from experience that I'm pushing myself and my body to get into these words. Then after a while, we'll start gleaming the honey of it. We start gleaming the wisdom, the part of God. Search for me with all my heart, with all your heart, said the Lord, and you shall find me and find rest for your soul. So thank God for a weary soul, huh? Okay, let's go ahead. Everyone, take a, a uh, take a sip of your coffee, please. I already drank my green tea, folks. Amen. Here we go. We'll start off with Psalm two. The reign of the Lord's anointed. Why are the nations in an uproar and turmoil against God? And why do the people devise a vain and hopeless plot? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed, the David King, the Messiah, the Christ, saying, the people of God, let us break apart their divine bands of of restraint and cast away their cords of control from us, they say. He who sits enthroned in the heavens laughs at their rebellion. The sovereign Lord scoffs at them, and in supreme content, he mocks them. Then he will speak to them in his profound anger and terrify them with his displeasure, saying, Yet as for me, I have anointed and firmly installed my king. Upon Zion, my holy mountain, I will declare the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son. This day I proclaim I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will surely give you the nations as your inheritance, and the ends of the earth as your possessions. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall shatter them in pieces like earthenware. Now therefore, O kings, act wisely, be instructed, and take warning, O leaders, judges, rulers of the earth. Worship the Lord and serve him with reverence, with all inspiring fear and submissive wonder. Rejoice, yet do so with trembling. Kiss, pay respect to the Son, so that He does not become angry, 
and you perish in the way. For his wrath may soon be kindled and set aflame. How blessed, fortunate, and prosperous and favorable by God are all those who take refuge in him. Woohoo! Amen. That's from the Amplified Bible, folks. How blessed, fortunate, and prosperous and favored by God you are. You who are taking refuge in him. We are. Us who we are taking refuge in him. Amen. I love you. Thank you so much for tracking with me. Okay, Psalm 32. Blessedness of forgiveness of trust in God. The blessedness of forgiveness and of trust in God. A Psalm of David. A skillful song. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, favored by God is he whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute wickedness and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand of displeasure was heavy upon me. My energy, vitality, strength was drained away as with the burning heat of summer. Salah. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my wickedness. I said, I will confess all my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Salah. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you for forgiveness in a time when you are near and may be found. Surely when the great waters of trial and distressing times overflow, they will not reach the Spirit in Him. You are my hiding place. You, Lord, protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs and shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you who are willing to learn. My eye be upon you. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which has no understanding, whose trappings include brittle and rain to hold them in check. Otherwise, they will not come near to you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but he who trusts in and relies on the Lord shall be surrounded with compassion and loving kindness. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous who actively seek right standing with him. Shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Amen. Beautiful, wonderful song. And don't forget, folks, after this, playing songs, praise and worship, country praise and worship, uh, gospel praise and worship, Joseph Gardington, uh, Ron Cannoli, uh, you know, Twilight Paris. Get in there and worship the Lord God. You know, we fight through our worship, guys. Psalm 62, God alone, a refuge from treasury and oppression. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my defense and my strong tower. I will not be shaken or disheartened. How long will you attack a man so that you may murder him, all of you? Like a leaning wall, like a tottering fence, they consult only to throw him down from his high position to dishonor him. Excuse me. They delight in lies. They bless with words in their mouth, but inwardly they curse a lot. 
For God alone, my soul waits in silence and quiet submits to him. For my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress and my defense. I will not be shaken or discouraged. On God, my salvation and my glory rest. He is my rock of unyielding strength. My refuge is in God. Trust confidently in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is our refuge for us. Men of low degree are only a breath. Emptiness and men of high rank are a lie, delusion. In the balances, they go up because they have no measurable weight or value. They are together lighter than a breath. Do not trust in oppression and do not vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Also to you, O Lord, belongs loving kindness and compassion. For you compensate every man according to the value of his work. Amen and amen. And remember when it says power belongs unto you, Lord, also belongs loving kindness and compassion. Well, the Lord is inside of us, folks. And we have that same power. We have the same loving kindness and compassion. Amen. And the Lord will compensate every man according to the value of his work, according to the value of our words. You know, these words that we're saying, that's that's our work. Saying these words, Lord, and be the supply for it. Hey, it's obvious you need something, right? Come on now. God can handle it. The supply for it is not here yet, but it will come. If we should have it, it will surely come. Amen. Amen. Folks, just keep drilling it. God can handle it. He created all this. He told us, ask me in the Old Testament, ask me. He goes, no, command me. In other words, command the surroundings around you to get in line with the Word of God. And the supply is getting in line with the Word of God. Amen. Okay, Psalm 92. Praise the Lord for goodness. A song, a song for the Sabbath day, I guess for Saturday. Huh? And It is a good and delightful thing to give thanks to the Lord. To sing praises to your name, O Most High. To declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night. With an instrument of ten strings and with the harp, with a solemn sound of lyre, for you, O Lord, have made me glad by your works. All the works of your hand I joyfully sing. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep beyond man's understanding. A senseless man in his crude and uncultivated state knows nothing. Nor does a self-righteous fool understand this, that though the wicked sprout up like grass and all evildoers flourish, they will be destroyed forever. But you, Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies will perish. All who do evil will be scattered. But my horn, my emblem of strength and power, you have exalted like that of a wild ox. I am anointed with fresh oil for your service. My eye has looked on my foes, my ear, my ears hear of the evildoers who rise up against me. 
The righteous will flourish like the date palm, long live, upright, and useful. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic and stable, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God, growing in grace. They will still thrive and bear fruit and prosper in old age. They will flourish and be vital and fresh, rich in trust and love and contentment. They are living memorials to declare that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Amen. Beautiful, wonderful. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. It's been a while that I run my Psalms and Proverbs through the Amplified. And it's a pleasure for the many hours that... uh, People have put together these for us. All right, I'm going to read uh, Psalm 121 and 122 to finish our reading for today. I'm going to cluster those two together because it's my Bible study and I want to do that. (laughs) It's our Bible study. I'm sorry for that statement. Psalms 121. Now, the reason I'm reading them together, these are songs of ascent. I believe there's 15 of them. And it starts at 121 to 135. And they're all when the, similar to when uh, the Israelites came back from Babylon, I believe. Something in that nature. They're called the, the songs of ascents. Okay, and there's a little, little information here. Let's see what it says. Uh... Psalm 120, title, note. What does that mean? Okay, well, it starts with 120. It is possible that the 15 psalms from 120 to 134, known as the songs of degrees or ascents, were sung by the caravans of pilgrims going up to attend the annual feast at Jerusalem. But it is equally possible that the title has reference to some peculiarity in connection with the music or the manner of using it. Okay, I was wrong. It's uh, it's when we're going to the house of God, the songs of degrees or ascents were sung by the caravan pilgrim. Okay, so it starts in 120. See, that's the beauty of having the Amplified Bible. Okay, we'll start at 120, 121, and 122. Here we go. Prayer for breaking away from the treasures. In my trouble, I cried to the Lord, and he answered me. Rescue my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you, and what more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue? Sharp arrows of the warrior with the burning coals of the broom tree. Woe to me, so I sojourn in Meshech, and I live among the tents of Kedar, among hostile people. Too long my soul has had it dwelling with those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. I will lift my eyes to the hills of Jerusalem. From where shall my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber briefly nor sleep soundly. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. 
The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will guard you going out and coming in everything you, that you do from this time forth and forevermore. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem that is built as a city that is firmly joined together to which the 12 tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord as we decree as in an ordinance for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord, for there the thrones of judgment were set, the thrones of the house of David. Prayer for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you, holy city. May peace be within your walls and prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brothers and my friends, I will now say, May peace be within you for the sake of the house of the Lord, our God, which is Jerusalem. I will seek your good, the city's good. Amen and amen. May God bless you and, and establish you and form you in his desire. And may your supply come. The supply for it is not here yet, but it will come. If we should have it, it will surely come in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day, family. Give them heaven. Happy New Year, January the 1st, 2023. Welcome to today's Bible College reading. Our curriculum for today is Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for hearing of your word for this year. We just dedicate this whole year to you, Lord God, that it may have your blessing. Thank you, Lord God, for the love and the prosperity that's in store. Thank you for helping, Lord God, the poor and, and the little ones and the hungry and the families that are out there. Thank you for helping us when we were out there, Lord God. Thank you for raising us and putting us in good positions. For your glory and your honor, Lord, we give you all the praise and the thanksgiving. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Bless the people, Lord, the people we bless. We bless the listeners and the hearers, Father. So we thank you for today's Bible class. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Today, people everywhere are gathered together to celebrate the first bright moments of the new year. Yet for thousands of others, this day will be the toughest 24 hours of their lives. For those people, New Year's Day will serve only as a dim reminder of loneliness and loss. It will simply mark the beginning of another year of failure. What about you? What's this year is really going to be like for you? You may appear to be happy enough. You may be passing out seasonal smiles and holiday greetings just like everyone else, but inside you may hurt. You may disappoint it. You may even feel like you can't go on. If so, I want you to know something. All of that can change in an instant. You can start your life over today and make this New Year's Day the most joyful day of your life. How many times have you said to yourself, if I could just start over, I'll do it all differently? That doesn't have to be simply an idle wish. Jesus Christ has actually made it possible. That, that's his Christmas present to you. 
He paid the price for all your sins. He paid the penalty for all your mistakes. That's the reason he came to earth. That's the reason he was born, so you could start over. You may look at your life and say, but I made some terrible mistakes. I've done some despicable things. That doesn't matter. Jesus paid the price for them all. How can you make a new start? Romans 10.9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It is as easy as saying, Jesus, I am turning my life over to you. From this day forward, I'm yours. What better time to turn your life around than on this day of the new year, right now, wherever you are. Just give your life to Jesus, then jump up and down and holler. Praise God, I'm starting all over again. And find out what it really means to have a happy new year. Our scripture reading for today is Romans 10, verses 1 through 13. It says, My beloved brothers and sisters, the passionate desire of my heart and constant prayer to God is for fellow Israelites to experience salvation. For I know that although they are deeply devoted to God, they are enlightened. And since they ignore the righteousness that God gives, wanting instead to be acceptable to God because of their own works, they refuse to submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law, and because of him, God has transferred his perfect righteousness to all who believe. Moses wrote long ago about the need to obey every part of the law in order to be declared right with God. The one who obeys these things must always live by them. But we receive the faith righteousness that speaks an entirely different message. Don't for a moment think you need to climb into the heaven to find the Messiah and bring him down, or to descend into the underworld to bring him up from the dead. But the faith righteousness we receive speak to us in these words of Moses. God's living message is very close to you, as close as your own heart beating in your chest and as near as the tongue in your mouth. And that is God's living message. It is a revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. The heart that believes in him receives the gift of the righteousness, and then the mouth confesses resolution and salvation. For the scriptures encourage us with these words. Everyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. So then faith eliminates the distinction between Jew and non-Jew, for he is the same Lord of all people, and he has enough treasures to lavish generously upon all who call on him, and it's true. Everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will experience new life. But how can people call on him for help if they're not yet believed? And how can they believe in one that they're not yet heard of? And how can they hear the message of life if there's no one there to proclaim it? And how can the message be proclaimed if messengers have not yet been sent? That's why the scripture says, How welcome is the arrival of those proclaiming the joyful news of peace. It is of good things to come. But not everyone welcomes the good news. As I said, Lord, is there anyone who hears and believes our message? Faith then is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. Can it be that Israelite hasn't heard the message? No, they have heard it, for the voice has been heard throughout the world, and his message has gone to the ends of the earth. 
So again, I ask you, didn't Israel already understand that God's message was for others as well as for themselves? Yes, they certainly did understand, for Moses was the first to state it. I will make you jealous of a people who are nobodies, and I will use people with no understanding to provoke your anger. And Isaiah, the fearless prophet, dared to declare, those who found me were even seeking me. Those who found me weren't even seeking me. I manifest myself before those who weren't even asking to know me. Yet regarding Israel, Isaiah says, With love I have held up my hands day after day, offering myself to the unbelieving and stubborn people. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now for a reading of the uh, Passion Translation. And we go to, uh, to Psalms 1. It says, The Tree of Life. What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? He will walk in, in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the corner's scorner's seat. His passion is to remain true to the word of I am. Meditate day and night on the true revelation of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree, planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. But how different are the wicked? They are like shaft blown away by the wind. The wicked will not endure the day of judgment, for God will not defend them. Nothing they do will succeed to endure for long, for they have no part with those who walk in truth. But how different it is for the righteous. The Lord embraces their path as they move forward, while the way of the wicked leads only to doom. All right, let's go ahead and jump to Psalm 31, one of my favorite psalms. How great is your goodness, this is called for the pure and shiny one, a song of poetic praise by King David. I trust you, Lord, to be my hiding place. Don't let me down. Don't let my enemies bring me to shame. Come and rescue me, for you are the only God who always does what's right. Rescue me quickly when I cry out to you. At the sound of my prayer, may you ear be turned to me. Be my strong shelter and hiding place on the high on high, pull me into victory and breakthrough. For you are my fortress where I am kept safe. You are to me a stronghold of salvation when you deliver me out of this pearl. It will bring glory to your name. As you guide me forth, I'll be kept safe from the hiding snares of the enemy, the secret traps that lie before me, for you have become my rock of strength. Into your hands I now entrust my spirit. O oh Lord, the God of faithfulness, you have rescued and redeemed me. I despite these deceptive illusions, all this pretense and nonsense, for I worship only you. In mercy you have seen my troubles, and you have cared for me. Even during these crises in my soul, I will be radiant with joy, filled with praise for your love and mercy. You have kept me from being conquered by my enemy. You broke open the way to bring me to freedom into a beautiful, broad place. O oh Lord, help me again. Keep showing me sure mercy, such mercy. 
For I am in anguish, always in tears, and I am worn out with weeping. I'm becoming old because of grief. My heart, my health is broken. I'm exhausted. My life is spent with sorrow. My years with sign and sadness. Because of all these troubles, I have no more strength. My inner being is so weak and frail. My enemy says, you are nothing. Even my friends and neighbors hold me in contempt. They dread seeing me, and they look the other way when I pass by. I am totally forgotten, buried away like a dead man, discarded like a broken dish, thrown in the trash. I overheard their whispered threats, the slander of my enemies. I'm terrified as they plot to scheme to take my life. I'm desperate, Lord. I throw myself upon you, for you alone are my God. My life, my every moment, my destiny, it is all in your hands, so I know you can deliver me from those who persecute me relentlessly. Smile on me, your servant. Let your undying love and glorious grace save me from all this gloom. As I call upon you, let my shame and disgrace be replaced by your favor once again. But let shame and disgrace fall and send upon the wicked, those going to their own doom, drifting down in silence to the dust of death. At last, their breath lips will be muted, their lying lips will be muted in a grace, for they are arrogant, filled with contempt and conceit as they speak against the godly. Lord, how wonderful you are. You have stored up so many good things for us, like a treasure chest heaped up and spilling over with blessings. For all those who honor and worship you, everybody knows what you can do for those who turn and hide themselves in you. So hide all your beloved ones in the shelter seek a place before your face. Overshadow them with your glory and presence. Keep them from the accusations, the brutal insults of evil men. Tuck them safely away in the tabernacle where you dwell. The name of the Lord is blessed and lifted high, for his marvelous miracle of mercy protected me. When I am overwhelmed by my enemies, I spoke hastily when I said, The Lord has deserted me, for in truth you did hear my prayer and came to rescue me. Listen to me, all you godly ones. Love the Lord with passion. The Lord protects and preserves all those who are loyal to him. But he pays back and fool all those who reject him in their pride. So cheer up, take courage, all you who love him. Wait for him and break through for you. Wait for him to break through for you, all who trust in him. Boy, that's Psalms 31. I didn't think it was going to be that much into it. Okay, how about Psalm 61? Oh, God, hear my prayer. Listen to my heart's cry. For no matter where I am, even when I'm far from home, I will cry out to you for a father's help. When I'm feeble and overwhelmed by life, guide me into your glory where I am safe and sheltered. Lord, you are a paradise of protection to me. You lift me high above the fray. None of my foes can touch me. When I am held firmly in your wraparound presence, Keep me in this glory. Let me live continually under your splendor shadow, hiding my life in you forever. Praise, pause in his presence. You have heard my sweet resolutions to love and serve you, for I am your beloved, and you have given me an inheritance of rich treasures which you give all your devoted lovers. You treat me like a king, giving me a full and abundant life. Years and years are reigning. Like many generations roll into one. I will live enthroned with you forever. Guard me, God, with your unending, unfailing love. Let me live my days walking in grace and truth before you. And my praise will be filled, will fill the heavens forever. 
Fulfill my vow to make every day a love gift to you. Amen. Fulfill my vow to make every day a love gift to you. And now Psalms 91. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God's most high. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold of shelter me. The only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy and he will protect you from false accusations and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of the non-armed forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing, whether by night or by day, the nomic danger will not trouble you, nor will the power of evil be launched against you. Even a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perishes in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God's most high, our secret hiding place will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sent angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the furious powers of darkness, trampling over one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you love me, delight in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence. In times of trouble, I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, and you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Amen and amen. Beautiful, wonderful chapters of love. Now we do Psalm 121. I looked up to the mountains and hills longing for God's help, but then I realized that our true help and protection is only from the Lord our creator who made the heavens and the earth. He will guard and guide me, never letting me stumble or fall. God is my keeper. He will never forget nor ignore me. He will never slumber nor sleep. He is the guardian God for his people Israel. Yahweh himself will watch over you. He's always at your side to shelter you safely in his presence. He's protecting you from all danger both day and night. He will keep you from every form of evil or calamity as he continuously watches over you. You will be guarded by God himself. You will be safe when you leave your home, and safely you will return. He will protect you now, and he'll protect you forevermore. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for coming on today's Bible College for the first day of 2023. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his counsel, establish you in every which way, and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen.